0: All right. Well, um, we are going to pull out uh, a message that I've shared before. In fact, on more than one occasion, I I will adapt it a little bit for tonight. But I want to talk about four steps in receiving impossible things. Now, there are miracles. and, and we all need miracles, amen, from time to time. But then there are impossible miracles. Uh, miracles that, uh, that, honestly, it's hard for us to even believe that God would still be able to do this in our life. But how many knows that God specializes in the impossible? And there may be some here that are facing impossible situations tonight. And I want to talk about how to... Uh, resurrect dead promises how to resurrect impossible things into your life god as long as there's breath left in you god's not through yet amen and uh he still has good things in the store for you and but there but we're a part of it uh i think a, a big part of the 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 our our, our belief system our faith system sometimes is that God doesn't want us to be an active part of our miracle, but God wants to utilize you as a part of the miracle. There, we have a part to do in it, and if we don't do our part, then uh, it likely will not come to pass. So I want to look at that a little bit. tonight. let's look at John chapter 11. You'll recognize it right away. Uh, it's, it's, I'll read the summary version of the resurrection of Lazarus. I mean, that seemed like a pretty impossible miracle. Lazarus was sick. That was a miracle. He needed a miracle. But then he died. And in the minds of most people, it now became an impossible miracle. And I mean, we've got some things like that in our life that, well, God, if you would have showed up at this point, well, maybe. Maybe I could have still uh, been used in ministry. Maybe God... You could have saved my family maybe God you could have fixed my finances at this point but Lord now it's gone beyond that it's it's at a dead place and uh, but how many knows that God is still able to do the impossible and uh, so God wants to help us through impossible miracles let's I want to just read uh, I'm gonna read beginning at verse 34 actually of John chapter 11 and read about 10 verses Then we'll talk about him. And said, where have you laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, behold how he loved him. And some of them said, could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? See, that was when it was a possible miracle. Verse 38 Jesus, therefore, again groaning in himself, comes to the grave. It was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said unto him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he hath been dead for four days. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, That thou should should see the glory of God, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. I know that thou hearest me always, but because of the people which stand by, I said it that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice. Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto them, Loose him and let him go. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word of God tonight. Lord, as we tonight just talk about believing for impossible things. I pray, God, that you will stir our hearts, challenge us, encourage us tonight, uh, Lord, that we can leave this place believing you for impossible things. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I, I I picked up verse 34 because it started out with Jesus asking them, take me to where you buried him. I think if we're believing God to resurrect a miracle, something in our life, sometimes we have to get God to take us back to the last place where we still had that thing alive inside of us, the last place where we, where, the, the place right where we gave up on any hope. And that's a good place to start, isn't it? Sometimes we've got to go back to an altar. Sometimes we've got to go back to a, a place in our, when, when, when I'm believing God for something, I, I pray until I can see it come to life again. And and there are things that I and, and God is such an encourager and such a uh such a blesser if, if we will let him. So uh but I, I want to hit on that wasn't one of the points, so I want to hit on four things that we can do when we're believing for impossible miracles. And and the first one is keep your attitude right. Don't pout through your miracle. How many believe that sometimes we we miss out on miracles just because our attitude isn't right uh we we don't we 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 get angry with god we get bitter with god uh that was the attitude that was going on with with martha with with uh, those that were there there was some bitterness there was some anger there was some resentment uh, they thought, Lord Jesus, if you would have come when we sent for you while Lazarus was still sick, then maybe he could live. But now you waited so long, and he's dead. And will God just forget about it? Uh, and and their attitude. It it kind of reminds me of um, uh, when Naaman when when Naaman knocked on Elisha's door and and, and needed uh, healing, and and Elisha didn't go to the door, but he sent a servant and he sent a word for Elisha, but, uh, I mean, for Naaman. But Naaman was so angry that, Na- that Elisha didn't come himself until he said, no, I'm just going to forget it and go back home. And he was walking back home in the same condition that he came in, dying of leprosy, when finally one of his servants said, Naaman, why don't you just listen to the man of God? Why don't you humble yourself and just listen to the man of God? Maybe it'll work. And if it doesn't, you're not out of anything. Let's give it a shot. Can I, can I encourage you? Let's humble ourselves before the Lord. God may ask you to do something, and you think in your mind, I've tried that before, but I'm not going to do it again. Or uh, God may ask you to do something, and, and you think that doesn't even make any sense. I mean, ever had God ask you to do something that doesn't make any sense? <laughs> How has had God ask you to do something, and you thought, I don't want to do that? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I that 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 will that, I I I know I've I've had God share with me. God's had me go do things. Uh, sometimes I didn't want to do them. I, I I had to pray about them. Um, God's had me anoint my enemy's feet with oil, and I thought I don't want to do that. I don't like that person, but God wrought miracles. Um, I, you know, and so when, when we when we humble ourselves and say, OK, God, you know what? I'm just going to trust you. I'm just going to do what you and, and realize a lot of times the miracle that God wants to do has to start by with an attitude shift in our own heart. In fact, oftentimes we get our own heart right. We realize the miracle's been there all along. We just weren't looking at it right. We just weren't dealing with it right. So uh, step one is keep a right attitude before God. Keep a humble attitude before God. Um, quit this arrogance, you know. There are times we just have to repent. In fact, uh, what, what was the message at Pentecost? Repent. Humble yourself. Yes, you crucified Jesus. It was this Jesus that's doing this work. You need to repent. And, and so they had to start with humility. That's a hard pill to swallow. Because how I many of us, when we do something wrong, we like to double down on it sometimes. Uh, just because we don't want to be proven wrong. So uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll double down on the fact that we, no way we could be, but if we would just, I, it, let me tell you, it's so easy if, if you'll just say, Lord, I'm sorry, I was wrong, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I try to go through life making excuses. It's, e- I, I, it's much easier to say, you know what, I was wrong. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And, and I keep my, my heart right because, let me tell you, um, you're, you may be calling me on something, that, but you missed a hundred other things that I probably should be apologizing for. So it's easier for me just to say, yes, Lord, uh, you know, I, I need to be forgiven. And, and just move on. So keep your attitude pure before God. Keep your attitude right. And don't pout through your miracle. Then the second part Know in whom you have believed. That's more than knowing theology. You need to know Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2 says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, verses 1, when I came to you did not come with excellency of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Romans 4, verse 20 says, He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised he was also able to perform. Now, I want to talk about knowing in whom you have believed. I know a lot of people, but until you get to know them personally and understand a little bit about the way they think, a little bit about the way their heart works, you really can't have faith in what they're going to do because you don't know uh, until you know how. Can I tell you that when when I, I take a lot of confidence in knowing that Jesus loves me and that Jesus is gracious. And that Jesus isn't looking for a reason to punish me, but reasons to bless me. And Jesus is looking for reasons to help me, not to condemn me. Jesus said, I did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that through me the world might be saved. I know his heart. I know his desire. I, I remember one time I was administering a, 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 a test here at the church, a credential exam. And To a young man that was just scared to death. I mean, he was just scared to death. He, I mean, this is a people's life, their career. I mean, they're calling and they're wanting to be validated by the fellowship. And so it's a big deal uh, that they pass this exam. And, and, uh, and I said, Listen, um, I, I prayed with them and I said, I, I need you to understand something. These men that are grading this test, I know them, they want you to pass. They want you to succeed. They want you to do well. Uh, And and I've I've known of them to call uh, somebody that was kind of iffy on a question and talk it through with you and try to make sure that we can get on the same page uh, instead of just marking it wrong. And he he later told me, he said, that was such a comfort to me in knowing, uh, look, these people are for me, not against me. Um... Now, there are times that you have to take it over again. Uh, there are times that, uh, you know, you, you, there, there are times that things happen. But, but the point is, you've got people that are rooting for you. And that's the way it is with Jesus. When, when, when you mess up, <laughs> he's not looking. You know, we, we, have this, we have this image of God sitting on a great big throne with a bag of lightning bolts ready to zap you every time you mess up. But the real picture of Jesus we see in verse 35 of what I just read to you, it says Jesus wept. He cried over his friend. He wanted his friend to live. He wanted these people's hearts to be healed. Now, Jesus doesn't always resurrect the dead, obviously. Um, and and so not every miracle is going to work out that way. However, if we learn to trust the heart of God, then we learn. Um, my uh, well, I'll I'll just call him out because when you're in my family, you become preaching fodder. But um, uh, Garrett sent me he got a uh, uh, a check in the mail from. Something that was owed to him. Actually, it was this 2018 tax return check just came in the mail. I don't Well, he was late filing it, but it's still been over a year. It's been crazy. He's been trying to get and nothing ever happened. And finally, just boom, it came in the mail. So he sent me a picture of his check last night at home. And uh, I said, well, praise the Lord. Uh, Really had almost forgotten about it. I said, well, praise the Lord. And he says, well, he says, you know, dad, it probably worked out that I didn't get it two years ago when I was a kid and didn't really need it. And uh, I got it right now and I really need it bad. Uh, And I said, that's probably one of the most mature things I've ever heard you say. Learning to trust that God somehow is going to work this thing out for our good. Amen. Amen. you know so and and that's the way it is and our so yeah god doesn't always work things the way that we want. but when, when we trust his heart then we trust his hand and, and we know that god's going to work it out for our good that's why then we can just go on and say okay god for whatever reason this thing's hitting a, a door uh it's hitting a, a roadblock but lord i'm going to just trust you and and somehow you're going to work it out and it's going to come out of my mind. and it does now he needs to probably send him a letter and explain penalties and interest to them <laughs> because uh, they'll certainly send you one and explain penalties and interest to you. But um, uh, but nevertheless, I think he'll just be grateful with what he got. Amen. So um, ne- j- just moving forward. So trust, know in whom you have believed. So we have to know his heart. We have to know that he loves us, that he's for us, and we also have to know that he is able. You know, you can you can you can know someone loves you. You can know someone's heart, but if you don't know that they're able, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter what you what you think. I uh, the, I, I want to do a lot of things for people that I'm not able to do for people. I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the money. There's things that stop me sometimes from doing thing for people but when we know that not only God's heart is to bless us but that his resources and his strength is unlimited then our faith grows exponentially doesn't it because not only do we know that God loves us but that God is able to bless us God is able to restore you to call you out of that place to to restore your family to fix your problems know that God is able and know that God wants to then your faith will begin to rise in Jesus' name. Then thirdly, and this is an important part that I think gets overlooked a lot of times, and that is do your part in the miracle. Um, Jesus prayed. Now, here, here we are. Here's the situation. They have placed Lazarus in a tomb they as they often would do sealed it with a rock a big rock in front of the tomb and uh, that was sealed it was done that was now a grave site and uh, he was there and uh, in fact you know Mary says Lord we 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 don't want to go in there because we're embarrassed because you know by this time he stinks and I'm just going to pause there to sit in my point I'm going to make a sub point and that is, how many of things buried in our hearts that we really don't want Jesus to see because it stinks? It's embarrassing. Lord, I, I, you know, I don't want to let you into that part of my life. Lord, I know that you can bring resurrection power, but it's painful for me to even know that it exists. It's painful for me to look at it. Uh, if, if I reveal that part of my life, to even God, I feel and, and, and the truth is, God already knows about it. <laughs> I many knows that God was not outside only with Jesus, but he was inside the tomb with Lazarus. He already knew about it. But we have this idea that we, we I, I don't know I, I am bad. I'll, I'll have to admit sometimes, and I, I've learned to do it as self-protection in terms of compartmentalizing my life, because I try not I, I try to dwell on unpleasant things um for me it works it's probably not the healthiest way to deal with life but for me sometimes it works um and and there are things that i just try to seal off but how many knows that there are times when you get before god you just got to get broken and you got to bring all those seals down you got to bring all those walls down and you got to let god get into the hard places and the embarrassing places and the tough places and so mary said "I, i don't want to remove the rock from in front of the grave I'm embarrassed because my brother stinks by now he's decaying he's rotten and my miracle is over but that's the sub point the point that I want to make is how many can believe with me that the God that can cause a dead man to rise to life again could have easily spoken to that rock to be moved out of the way and in fact, uh, the Bible talks about casting mountains and rocks into the sea with faith. And, and Jesus could have spoken a word, and that rock would have crumbled to pieces or rolled out of the way. Whatever he commanded it to do, that's what it would have happened. So Jesus didn't say, move the rock because I need help with this miracle. Jesus said, move the rock Because you need to be a part of your own miracle. And if you've been coming here for any length of time, you've heard me uh, preach it a hundred times uh, that God asks us to do the difficult, and then he'll do the impossible. God, I need a job. Well, start with putting in a job application. (laughs) Uh, We we can we can moan and groan all day long about how we need uh, We we need uh, employment, but we haven't done the difficult part Uh, We haven't gotten ourselves cleaned up and going on an interview. We haven't uh, You know we haven't put any applications in And, and so give God Yes, can God just have a company call you up and say listen. We want you to become our CEO show up here Monday We'll send a company car for you. Can God do that? (laughs) Sure. What are the chances that God will do that? Not very good. But if you give God something to work with, how many knows that God will bless what you give him? You know, I I, I said the other Sunday morning with, with David, when David went out to face Goliath, He didn't even have what he needed to kill Goliath. He needed a sword. He didn't have a sword. He had a rock. If if you know the story, he didn't kill Goliath with the rock. He knocked Goliath down with a rock. He killed him with his own sword. He took his sword and cut his head off. Well, here's the deal. David said, I don't have everything that I need, but I'm going to throw what I got (laughs) how has there ever been in a position where you just got to throw what you got, <laughs> and then trust that God's going to work out the rest? Amen. Yeah. And, and and the enemy had everything that David needed with him. God sent it with the enemy so that David would have access to it. And and it may be whatever you're facing today that God has equipped. Uh, God said, "You know, I I I don't have everything I need." I don't have everything I need, but Lord, I'm gonna, I'm going to take what I got. I need a car. I can't afford a car, but I'm going to work hard and get up enough money for a payment. I'm going to throw what I got, and then I'm going to have to trust God for the rest of it. And every month, I'm going to trust you for a payment. Do you pay it off? You know, that's throwing what you got. That's 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 throwing what you got. I, I'll, I'll tell you one miracle story, and I've got dozens of them, so I won't go down this rabbit trail. But it was one of the early miracles in our ministry um well i don't even know if that's true it was just a big miracle that stood out to me we Ron and i uh had we used to drive if you, you've been around a long time probably remember we had back to back like three old grand marquees back in the day when grand marquees were the car to have uh we started buying grand marquees and and oh lord i guess in the 90s, early 90s. But, uh, and, and now we never bought brand new ones because we really couldn't afford them. But we would buy, used, we just liked the Grand Marquis. they were comfortable in any way. So um, uh, our old one was getting old, getting worn out. And uh, we didn't have money for a new car at all. Th- this just was such an on-time word from God. And Ron and I agreed together, okay, that's what the Lord told us to do. Find a picture of the car you want. Open a savings account, and we opened a savings account and try to save up for a down payment. And put that pic. And we found a picture of a Grand Marquis like we wanted uh, on a Sunday, and we prayed over it and anointed it with oil. That picture, and we put two hundred dollars in a savings account, and we said, "Lord, we're going to try to start saving up for a down payment on a Grand Marquis on this car." And um, a couple days later. Somebody came by the office, and God is my witness. I was about fell out of my chair. They said, Pastor, would it offend you if I bought you a car? I said, man, I get over those kind of offenses real easy. <laughs> I'm pretty tough-skinned when it comes to that stuff. And they said, now this is the where the miracle gets even better. They said, there's a car that I saw that made me think of you, if you can go on the Internet, now this was back in the days where you had dial-up Internet. Uh, If you go on the Internet and pull up this picture of all places on eBay, uh, and, and you can pull a picture of this car, if you like it, I've already talked to the man. It's in Miami, Florida. I'll fly you down there, give you a check, you can drive it home. Well, I already liked it before I pulled the picture up. Uh, but when I pulled the picture up, how many knows it looked just like the picture that I had put in a file and prayed over two days earlier and stuck in a drawer and said, God, if you'll help me make a way and I'm going to do the difficult, I'm going to save up a down payment. And I took a step of faith and trusted the Lord. And I flew to Hollywood, Florida And drove that car home by the end of that same week now it doesn't always work that way there's times i've had to pray and wait and there's times that god said no and there's times that i've had to just wait and wait and wait and wait and wait so i don't want you to think that it's always going to be a two-day turnaround on your miracle i don't know what god's timetable always is but i I can tell you that when we are willing to step out and say okay i'm going to do the and i gave my other one away I just gave mine away. I mean, God blessed me, so I gave mine away. And, and, and if you will trust the Lord, God will do good things in your life, and God will do miracles for you. So, um, do, but, but oftentimes we have to do the difficult, and then God will do the impossible. And then number four, and that's just one miracle. I've got so many. One day I used to have a miracle story telling night because God has done so many things in my life, and you all could share, I'm sure, equally of the miracles in your lives. Uh, and just brag on the Lord Um, finally when, when Lazarus was called out God told those that were there cut off his grave clothes and set him free finish in victory celebrate your miracle celebrate abundant life when God sets you free get all the way free get somebody to help you get some accountability get people in your life church god calls us uh god calls us to help people and to and to bring people to the next level Uh, it wasn't much of a miracle if lazarus would just been walking around like a mummy for the rest of his life that wouldn't have been much of a testimony to the power of god would it so god said cut off his grave clothes and set him free. Listen, don't do, don't do half miracles. Celebrate your victory. Walk in complete victory. Uh, I, one of the problems we have is half victories because we keep one foot over here and one foot over here, and then we're so drawn back to the point prior to our miracle uh, oftentimes that carnal nature, how many knows the carnal nature in man is strong? How many knows there are a lot of carnal-minded Christians? And the carnal nature is strong and often stronger than the spiritual nature inside of you because it's fed more. You spend more time feeding the carnal nature than you do the spiritual nature. You, you consume more things that bring carnal enjoyment, and less things that bring spiritual growth. So God's saying, just get completely free of that stuff and walk in victory and learn to walk in in completeness and joy, and God's going to do good things in your life. So celebrate the abundance. That's what I love about, you know, Pentecostal churches. We We can just shout and celebrate and jump up and down. Celebrate your victory. Don't be drawn into... Don't be drawn into to, to death or half victories. Uh, let God do great things in your life. So, if you're like me, and I suspect we're a lot alike, you're probably oftentimes believing for things that seem to be impossible. Some, some impossible miracles I can share and, and others I can't share yet. Uh, I'm seeing them come to pass, but uh, it's just not the timing right yet. But but can I tell you over and over and over in my life, God has done impossible, impossible miracles in my life, and uh, so I have great faith because I know in whom I have believed, and I know His heart. I know He loves us, but I know He loves you, and He wants to do good miracles in your life. So I want to encourage you tonight. We're going to close with prayer and. And uh, then we'll take prayer requests. But, but if you have a need in your life right now that you're believing the Lord for, that you need a miracle, that you need an impossible miracle, then I, I want to pray my faith and join my faith with you tonight. So, Father, right now, God, I pray over this congregation. Lord, first of all, I ask that you would stir up the faith inside of us, God. Remind us, Lord, of your love toward us remind us god that you've called us out of darkness into your glorious light remind us god that you love us that you can do all things and and god that you own the cattle on a thousand hills and lord there is nothing impossible for you to do remind us father god that we're your friends and and your sons and your daughters and god that you love us and encourage us in the faith lord that we walk in joy and trust and confidence Father, I pray, God, I just call in impossible miracles over this congregation tonight. God, do the great and mighty things. Lord, that you would be glorified. Lord, that we can tell these stories over and over again. Lord, that people would be exalted and lifted up through them. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.